Are you a female entrepreneur who wants to make a bigger impact on the world? You're booked and busy and you love serving your clients, but your time is capped. You want to do more. You often wonder how you can help more people without spending so many hours on social media, repeating content that only a handful of people will see. Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Too Busy to Podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, podcast launch and system strategist, and I'm on a mission to help you create a podcast that connects and builds community with your audience and converts them into clients. Are you ready to leverage the power of your voice? Let's head into this week's episode. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Too Busy to Podcast. On the show today, we have a very special guest. Emily Dalton is a Facebook ads and social media strategist for service-based entrepreneurs with evergreen offers who want high-quality, consistent leads without having to rely on launches. With two decades of experience in data analysis, commercial strategy, customer journeys, and sales forecasting, Emily's career has been forged from a love of making the numbers talk and using data to make great decisions. Full of energy, enthusiasm, and expertise, the three E's, Emily helps business owners to find a simple, streamlined way of growing their business that's both sustainable and feels good. Emily, hello. Welcome to the show. How are you? I am great. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? I am fantastic. As we talked about before I hit record, I am so looking forward to this conversation that I jumped on 30 minutes early. So... (laughs) I love it. I'm excited for it too. (laughs) So this season is all about podcast growth. And so the reason why I invited you onto the show and Thank you, Ali. One of my clients who connected us is ads is something that podcasters can use to grow their podcast audience. But if anyone else listening is like me, you're like, well, where do you start? What the heck am I doing? How much money should I spend? Do I need a huge budget? Can I see results with a smaller budget? And so that's something that I hope that you can provide the answers to in today's episode. But before we get into talking all about ads, I would love it if you could tell us a bit more about you. Well, thank you very much. That was a lovely introduction. And yes, absolutely. I'm looking forward to talking about all of those good things. Um, So yeah, as you mentioned, I'm a Facebook ad strategist for service-based entrepreneurs, um, largely those with evergreen offers who aren't so much into the idea of white knuckle rides of launches. Um, So I help them bring in high quality, consistent leads in a way that feels really good and is really aligned with them and their business um, and just feels like an easy way to bring leads in that works well for them. My background is um, I've always loved (laughs) to tell a good story with numbers. So even back to my degree, which was in management science, um, which is basically mathematical business studies, it's making real world decisions um, with numbers. And so from there, I worked for PwC, qualified as a chartered accountant. And then I worked for Bravissimo, the amazing lingerie company for 11 years, um, doing commercial finance and commercial analytics, working really closely um, on the sales forecasting side of things, looking at customer buying patterns and working really closely with the marketing team, um, looking at you know how best we could serve the customers. And it's a brilliant business and it's the ethos is amazing. All of the decisions that are made are around what's great for what's great for the customers and what they need and what they want. And so when I then decided to start my own entrepreneurial journey, I really wanted to work with female entrepreneurs who were doing good in the world and really apply that ethos to my own way of working. So 
I really like the idea of businesses not needing to have, you know, significant marketing budgets, but really being able to make the most of the budget that they did have um, and being able to serve clients in a way that that felt really good. And I love that, you know, it's really important to me, the ripple effect of, you know, I work with female entrepreneurs and many of their clients are also females, you know, making mm-hmm. their way in the world. And I, I really love that way of working. I absolutely love that that is one of your focuses around you don't need to have a huge marketing budget because a lot of podcasters, whether it's part of their business or not, they don't have a huge, most don't have a huge marketing budget for their podcast. And so some might feel a bit like, which way do I go to attract more listeners to my show? So I love that that's something that you've, you know, taken on board and, you know, made it a part of your own business from your 11 years. Oh, wow. I can't imagine. I've not been at a job for that long ever. (laughs) (laughs) It was a great place to work. (laughs) Yeah, no, it definitely uh... speaks to that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I do think that's really important. And I think, uh, you know, I'm a big advocate of spending your marketing budget strategically. So really looking, Mm. um, I thought it was really interesting, actually, um, reading about your own business journey and, and how you work with your clients. And actually, it's a similar um, a similar approach with Facebook ads. It's about ads amplifying, similarly, your podcast amplifying when an offer is already working well and you know what you want to use that tool for. So, you know, a podcast is a great tool. Uh, ads are a great tool. And it's making sure that you're quite often, I have conversations with business owners who are asking me if they're ready to start ads. And I'm saying, actually, I think you'd be much better off waiting a while until you've, you know, you've got more of a proven offer, till you've got your feet, you know, feedback coming in. You can really see clearly where your clients come from actually it's much better to have done more of that journey and be in the right position to then spend strategically on paid Mm. social rather than starting too early and it feels a bit more I don't know scattergun approach isn't really the right word but if you know exactly what makes your funnel work and it's working well organically for you you can then amplify it using your ads and that's the best way to get the best return on your on your marketing spend rather than spending too early in the journey and finding that you're then not getting great returns but you could have spent more sensibly if you'd waited a bit. Does that make sense? That makes 100% sense. And I'm guilty of that. <laughs> so for some reason... <laughs> we all are. Like, it's a learning journey. <laughs> it is a learning journey. But I feel like Facebook makes it particularly easy to just boost a post. And I remember, not even six months in, it might have even been three or four months in, I was like, ooh, I can boost a post. Like, what does this mean? And it wasn't a lot of money. It was like five quid, which probably yeah. didn't do very much. But I did it over a few days because I just kept pressing the button, boost the post, boost the post. Obviously, nothing came of it. <laughs> no, but it is. So you're absolutely you're right. right. Yeah, but you're absolutely right. Facebook, you know, they really want us to spend money. And, yeah. you know, the, everybody's aware the organic reach has dropped significantly in the past few years. And so it used to be that, you know, you'd put a post out and, you know, a reasonable chunk of your followers would see it. And now, of course, the reach is a lot lower because they want to make it more of a pay to play model. So it's just about making Mm. that work for us. And that's important to me. You know, Facebook is this big juggernaut of a machine and it's important that the, you know, the smaller businesses out there and the fledgling businesses out there can still get the best for their spend. Yeah. And so let's get into it then. So you mentioned that you should have an offer that's already working reasonably well. And so I want this episode to, of course, be applicable to business Mm -hmm. as well as podcasting. And so the way I teach or rant 
whatever word <laughs> you want to <laughs> insert here, is that the podcast is at the top mm-hmm. of your sales funnel. Yeah. So it's attracting people into your sales funnel. And so if I were to work with you, what would that look like with that structure? Does that make sense? Because I'm making it absolutely makes up. sense. Yeah, no, that <laughs> no, that totally makes sense. So, do you mean as in t- in terms of running ads to support your podcast? Yeah. So, would yeah. I run the ad to support the podcast, or would I run the ad to support the offer that the podcast leads into? Yeah. Okay. So, really great question. So the really short answer is there are multiple ways you can do it. Um, so whenever I work with clients, a big part of what we do is look at the strategy of the, you know, the overall piece rather than just looking at let's use ads for this tiny um, objective. It might be that we end up focusing on very, you know, on a very specific objective, but it's looking at the business as a whole and what's going to work best. So what I would say is there's various different ways you could approach it. So from a podcast perspective, you can run ads that are very top of funnel where you're looking to reach new listeners. So you can put in mm. sound bites of some of your key episodes. You can do really, you know, engaging graphics, engaging video. Video, as you know, is, you know, a hugely important media these days, um, yeah. particularly compared to graphics. Graphics can still work, but media is really good uh, for a couple of reasons. One is it, it catches the eye really well. People watch a lot of it. But also, if anybody watches at least three seconds of one of your ads, and it's a video, those people get captured in an audience that you can then retarget. Whereas with a static graphic, Mm. it's only when somebody actually clicks through or takes an action on the back of that ad that means that they get captured as an an engager. So just video can be really good for that. But in terms of the podcast itself, yeah, so you can either use the ads to encourage new listeners. So you could Mm. have a quite simple traffic ad campaign where you're encouraging people to click through to either your own website or one of the, you know, one of the podcast apps, depending on where your podcast is hosted. Um, What I would Mm -hmm. recommend is, and this is why um, from a podcast perspective, it's great to do it, not necessarily after only doing, let's say two episodes, but when you've got a few few more episodes under your belt and you know the kind of episodes that have really resonated, you know, perhaps you've had more engagement, perhaps you've had more inquiries off the back of certain episodes, they're the ones to cherry pick to then include in your ad. So you can, of course, do it earlier in the journey where you only have a couple of episodes, but the more data you have in your um your recent episode where you're talking about the three key features of, you know, most important things for podcasting, one of which being keep an eye on the data, um, you know, the more episodes that you have, the more data you have available about which episodes are really going to engage new listeners. And, you know, and you can be talking to your listeners and talking to your clients as well, getting all of that great feedback but that will really inform which episodes and which which snippets you choose to put in your ads. So, so you can run traffic ads to your website. So let's say, for example, you're going to do to your website, then I recommend maybe choosing four or five different podcast episodes or snippets or trailers to draw the listeners in. And you can track the various buttons on the, on the landing page to see what somebody actually listened to. Um, that can also give you great data around what do people who click through from a cold audience decide to click and listen to. But you can also, as well as doing a slightly lower down in your funnel, you know, slightly more middle of funnel, people who've listened to a few of your episodes already, again, you can track who's listened or who's subscribed and you Mm. can then retarget them where you're encouraging them to become subscribers. So taking that next step in that engagement journey with you. So there's more than one way you can do it. And then to your question about, you know, should actually the ads be supporting the offer instead of the podcast itself? It's about looking at the business as a whole. So 
let's say you decide that actually you'd like to have two different strategies for your top of funnel. Maybe your two strategies are a Facebook ad to run to a free webinar or a challenge. And you've also mm-hmm. got your podcast, which supports that. So that could be a sort of a two-headed funnel in a way um, where both of them support each other. Or you can have the ads higher up the funnel. So the ads are flowing into the podcast, which in turn is going to oh. convert into your offer. And that, again, is looking at how are you already getting your clients for your offer? If you know your podcast converts beautifully into paying clients, then you might decide to run ads to really increase your listenership and your subscriber numbers because you already know your podcast converts well. Does that make sense? That that makes sense. I think I assumed that it was either one or the other, but it's good to know that you can do two for like sort of maximum impact, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's about, yeah, 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 absolutely. And it's also a, a really key part of, of Facebook ads, any marketing, is is testing, you know? So it yes. might be that if somebody's got a really successful podcast, they decide that they'd like to test a variety of different things. And again, this is where looking at your overall budget is important mm. because if you have a bigger budget, you can test lots of things at once successfully and get enough data running through it that you can draw really good conclusions. If you have a more modest budget, you can still test things. You just don't test them all at the same time. So it's about just yeah. using your budget smartly to figure out and figure out what objectives you're trying to achieve and what your what your hypothesis is and therefore what conclusions you can draw from the testing you do. Amazing. And as you've mentioned budget, I know it will be dependent on the size of someone's budget, but if we're talking about maybe a typical podcaster who doesn't have a large budget, mm-hmm. maybe they've just I'm just trying to think about the demographic of my listeners. They might outsource their editing, Mm -hmm. but do everything else themselves because the budget isn't there. So what would you recommend in terms of a budget for that podcaster? Yeah, so that's a really good question. So I would say it, it is a little bit how long is a piece of string. I would say if you want to use ads in your business, do it when it's the point at which you're feeling like you want to use it, that it's a strategic decision that you're deciding to test ads. So one of the things, so I will come back to specific numbers, but mm-hmm. one thing that's important to remember is I find often that the people who get great results from ads, it's when they've they've almost taken the emotion out of the decision to invest. So they've made a business decision that they're going to invest a certain amount of money in ads and Sometimes they work immediately, sometimes they don't. You know, often with ads, it takes a while of testing to really, you know, hone those audiences, nail the creative, see what works. So if you're kind of thinking, actually, I'd like to invest in ads, then treat it as it's, you know, as it's intended for testing and learning over a period of time. Um, That's one of the lovely things about something like a podcast is because it's an ongoing offer, you can constantly be testing and optimizing. It isn't a you know, a big launch, we've got two weeks and then it's either works or it doesn't work. So in terms of like the financial amounts, I would say probably if you're, if you're spending somewhere in the realms of, let's say 500 pounds, if you set aside 500 pounds to put towards some ads, you Mm. could do some great testing with that for something like a traffic ad, which is what I would recommend really top of funnel to drive, you know, potential new listeners to click through to your landing page and listen to some great snippets or trailers of some of your favorite episodes. You know, it might be that, It very much depends business to business. You know, it might be that you pay 50p for somebody to click through. It might be that you pay a couple of pounds for Uh. somebody to click through. So it's about looking and deciding what is it you're trying to achieve. So is it that you, and it's about looking at the conversion rate of your landing page. If you run ads for a week and you find that lots of people are clicking through, but nobody's pressing a single button on that page, 
that's what's wonderful about all of the data available is you can see mm. if they're not working, there are always more levers to pull. You know, if somebody said to me, actually, I've got, you know, a thousand or 1500 to invest, then I might say, okay, well, let's test something different or let's do more than, you know, a higher number of um, audiences to test at the same time or a higher number mm. of creators to test at the same time. If somebody said to me, look, I've only got 50 pounds, then I would say you're probably better off if you've got 50 pounds and save up a few of your 50 pound months until you've got, you know, at least two or 300 pounds to be able to put in for testing right. in one go. With ads, it's making sure you've got enough data running through it each day for Facebook to really choose who it's going to show your ads to. So if somebody said to me, I've got £400 that I want to put towards ads, you know, you're much better off consolidating that over a week or two to really get some good data through the ads rather than say, okay, I'm going to put £5 on every day and have it running for a lot longer period of time. So gotcha. what you need to be able to do is to get the ads out of what's known as the learning phase, which is where Facebook really optimize, it becomes a bit of a snowball effect. So once you've got enough data running through the ads, Facebook knows how to sh who to show the ads to more and therefore they mm. take more action and therefore Facebook knows even more about the best people to show them to. So again, it's it. about taking your budget and using it smartly so that you're really optimizing the spend and optimizing how Facebook can help you to find the right people to show your ads to. Okay, that's really helpful. And so I suppose going back to a point you made about having a few episodes under your belt would you say six months a year like what what's your experience yeah there? I think that's a really good question I think it's um it depends I mean if if somebody's doing a weekly podcast versus a monthly podcast say yeah is there a general trend within your listeners like do people tend to do say weekly bi-weekly monthly I think generally across the industry weekly is probably quite standard but yeah some people do fortnightly. So I suppose okay. if we did six months weekly, if you launched yep. with three, my maths is really poor. That's probably <laughs> no, about that's 20. Okay. No, no, that's great. Is that about 27? Yeah, no, that's cool. It's, I was I was thinking, well, it feels like usually people do it with you, but I thought I'd better just check in case you say, well, actually, my, I recommend that my listeners do once every 17 no, weeks. <laughs> yeah, okay, oh, God, great. no. That would make <laughs> no, no sense. I'm really, yeah. I'm really kidding. But um. <laughs> But let's say it was weekly, for example. Yeah. If your sales offer is working well for you and you know what the funnel is for the clients you're getting and you can see the part that your podcast is playing in that within a couple of months, then I don't think you need to wait for six months. It's not so much mm. about the number of episodes. Right. I wouldn't say, yes, let's start running ads within five weeks of starting a podcast, say. But what I would say is if you can see the clear journey that someone is taking from listening and or subscribing and then getting in touch with you and then becoming a client actually if you've got enough data in terms of client numbers to say right I can really see the impact that this is having then that yeah. is probably enough episodes for you to have a clear idea of let's say five five to ten key ones that you'd want to put on a landing page if instead gotcha. after six months of doing your podcast you find that you still can't see a clear link which often we can't you know there's so much we get so much content from so many different places. Mm. It may not be a very clear link that you think, actually, this is super clear that this is growing. Um, you know, it might be much more of a halo effect where it's showing your authority and your gravitas in your industry, but you're not necessarily getting direct, um, you know, direct inquiries off the back of your podcast. People go through a different journey to before they actually take the leap with you. Then I would say, you know, even if you have, let's say, 15 or 20 episodes, that would be sufficient, I would think. Um, to be able to think, yeah. okay, I feel like me as a podcaster, 
these particular episodes were really good. Oh, I know that I got lots of comments after this one. So I wouldn't say you have to go on for as long as, let's say, 52 episodes within a year before you yeah. can think about running ads. Yeah. It can be earlier in the process, but it's as much about what your your overall sales funnel is doing and the way that you um, nurture and convert clients as it is about your podcast. That's a really, really good point. And I suppose what comes to mind, and I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, is it will be really important for you to know where people are coming from. So if you have like an intake form, I would highly recommend I have it on my form for leads. Mm. Where did you hear about Too Busy to Podcast? Or for you, be like, where did you hear about? And then make sure you have podcast as a drop down. And that way you'll be able to tell who came from where. Yes, totally agree about having it on your intake form. That is fantastic. And also when you're talking to leads and or clients, having a conversation with them as well. And it can be as simple as sort of saying, oh, like, did you hear my episode on this particular thing? Oh, and did you see the post I did on that? Obviously, you do it in a natural way. But often during those conversations, people then remember things and they say, oh, yeah, and -and so-and-so recommended you. And yeah, actually, I saw you on LinkedIn. And then I read this thing on Insta that you've done. And it's about that that halo effect that they're not necessarily going to write on a form every single bit of your content they've seen. But it's just prompting them as that like kind of memory jogger for them because all of that is really valuable information. Yes, I love that. You're right. Because I specifically say, please be as detailed as possible. (laughs) But my form's not very long, but you know, time. And then you have to sit there and think about (laughs) stuff. So I love, I love that, that key piece. That's fantastic. So another question is around, and I'm sure listeners are thinking like, what tech do I need? Other than the £500-ish budget, what are the costs that are involved? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. So really good question. So in terms of the tech, really, it's all held on the Facebook ads platform. So within Facebook, you have something called a Facebook pixel, which is it's just a little piece of code, which you put on your website. And that's what Facebook uses to track. And you can also put it onto third parties, um, you know, the different podcast apps. You, you can put your pixel on, onto there. The Facebook pixel is an incredibly useful bit of code to put onto your website from the beginning. So even if you think I'm not going to run ads for a year or two, it's good to put your pixel on as soon as possible. And the reason for that is even if you're not running Facebook ads, it will be collecting data that whole time. So if you then do decide to run ads at any point in the future, it's already collected data about who's visited your website and it just gives Facebook a chance to have already formed opinions and built into the algorithm who your people are to show your ah, ads to. So if okay. you if you don't put your pixel on and you want to start running ads, you can still start running ads, but you then need to spend a bit of time. Um, it's called seasoning the pixel where you're you're basically trying to drive as much traffic as possible to the website. <laughs> That's a funny little phrase. Pixel. Seasoning your pixel. I know. I know. Oh my goodness. So... <laughs> You're effectively trying to send as much traffic in quite a short space of time to try and really nurture that pixel and help Facebook know who to show the ads to. Whereas if you just put the pixel on once your website's up and running or just, you know, from today, um, then it just means that at any future point when you decide to run ads, um, it's already got that data there, which is fantastic. Um, mm. You just need to be a little bit careful. You need to make sure that you mention in your privacy policy and having a you know a cookie pop up to say that third party tracking will be happening just like you do with all of, you know, like, let's say if you have Google Analytics on your website, you just need to have yep. similar bits of information, legal, legal wise and GDPR wise. Okay. Um, so yeah, I would recommend putting the, the Facebook pixel up. And then in terms of other costs, um, there are no other costs apart from your ad spend, unless you choose to outsource, you know, expertise yeah. wise. 
but it's you don't have to sort of pay Facebook a you know a standing charge for using the platform or anything. It's purely the ad spend, and you put your budgets into the individual campaigns and okay. say how long you'd like it spent over and which audiences you'd like it divided between, and Facebook takes it from there. And you'd mentioned over two weeks, is that right? To run your campaign to test and tweak and see. Yeah. So again, it's a little bit, how long is a piece of string? So that was more an example to say, if you've got a set budget, you're better off making sure you've got a decent amount going through each day and see how long that would last you rather than splitting it too thinly at sort of two or three pounds a day for a longer period of time. Um, But no, it very much, it very much depends on what your business objectives are, what the objectives of the ad campaign is, um, what you're trying to achieve. And also, you know, it's a little bit about your appetite for risk. So, you know, all marketing, there's some element of risk. You never, you know, when you put an ad in a magazine, you never know what the response is going to be. And it's the same with with Ads Manager. We we feel like we have more control over it because there's a lot more data available. But it's about thinking about what you're comfortable with and working out ahead of time. Actually, this is how much I'm willing to pay to have somebody click through mm. to my page. Or actually, I don't know because this is my first set of ads. So I'm going to treat this as an experiment, go in with a growth mindset, be open-minded to whatever the results are. And even if, let's say, you spend £500 and you get a bunch of listeners through and then you think, actually, I'm not sure if that did exactly what I wanted to do, the depth of data within the system is so powerful that it can then really inform what you do next. So it's about going in with an open mind rather than a fixed mindset of, okay, I need to get this particular result, particularly with your first campaign, first couple of campaigns, because it takes time for it takes time for Facebook to learn who your people are to show your ads to. But it also takes time for you to to really, you know, figure out, test what works well, what audiences work well and what creatives work well for you. And so what does well look like? Ooh, Is there like I like that question. A, yeah, I suppose it's more from a, is there something like 50% click rate on the video ads? Yeah. Like what does well, how does someone know that the ads are working? Yeah, okay, so... Uh, I feel like every question I'm saying, oh, that's a great question. It is a great question. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's a great question. So yeah, there are various, depending on the industry and the type of podcast and the type of business and, you know, whether the ads are running straight to the podcast or whether the ads are running, you know, to another part of your, your business on the landing page and everything. There are various benchmarks. So let's say, for example, um, you're encouraging to somebody to click through and sign up for a lead magnet. You know, Mm. if your landing page is seeing, you know, you've got 100 people clicking through to your landing page and 20% of them are signing up, you know, 20% conversion rate on your landing page. You know, that's pretty good. If you're getting far in excess of that, that's great. If you're getting only 5% of people converting, that's not so great. If you're encouraging people to click through to a landing page to listen to a trailer of one of your podcast episodes, Mm. then what you're doing is when you're testing different creatives and you're running to different audiences, a lot of it, particularly in the early days, is about testing things against each other, which is why it's always a good idea to run either against multiple audiences or run ads to, you know, multiple creative options, you know, two different sets of copy or two different graphics or two different videos or a video versus a graphic, because then every single decision you've made in that ad campaign gives you more information. So it might be that one of your listeners immediately gets their landing page where 60% of people who land actually press play on one of the episodes. Brilliant. And you might get another listener who has somebody click through and only 20% of the people choose to press. But it might be that the one who gets 20% actually pays far less for somebody to click through. Mm. So overall, they might pay the same amount for the same number of new listeners. 
But then next time they test something or run a campaign, they'll be looking to achieve, you know, to optimize that. They'll look at which creative performed best. And it's about constantly refining and optimizing and testing. So it's all, there's always something new to learn and something new to improve on. I think the, the more I'm listening to you, the more I'm understanding. It's a bit like podcasting itself. There's so many different mm. pieces, so many different yeah. variables. And so let's talk a little bit about your services and how you help people, because this is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so in case anyone is listening and thinking the same as me, <laughs> as you said that piece about different copy, video and graphic, I was thinking, ah, oh, there's a coach that I follow that her ads just keep popping up every 500 mm. seconds, but they're different, <laughs> but it never really, because I've bought the stuff to be fair. So I don't know why they're popping up, um, but yeah, they are different, but because I've bought it and I'm familiar with the product, it's like, huh? But then I keep scrolling because, you know, it's Instagram. You don't think about anything for longer than two <laughs> seconds. Uh, but now you've said it, it's kind of clicked in my mind and that would make total sense. So someone was listening. How do you help people? Do you help people as like an entire service where you do the whole shebang? Do you help them in terms of doing the data analysis, which I know is something that you've got experience in and you absolutely love? That blows my mind. How <laughs> would you support people? <laughs> So I work with clients in a variety of ways. Um, My main signature service is full ads outsourcing. So that's where I look after everything to do with ads. So we do a lovely big strategy piece at the beginning where we design the campaigns and decide what we'd like to test, you know, all of the ad creation and the monitoring and the, you know, the data and the reporting and all of that. And the aim with that is for somebody to go from feeling like they are ready to step into ads and for them to feel incredibly looked after throughout the process. And a client described it to me as she feels like she still has all the ownership, but mm. I take the responsibility. So she feels like I I look after her well. So she trusts that I know what I'm doing and I check in with her regularly. So she never feels out of the loop, but it's taken off her plate. Because often that's what my clients come to me saying is they're like, it's another thing to try and get my head around a new system. And I know that ads can work for me but I just don't have the time or the headspace. And I'm like, that's great because that's what I love to do. So I do full ads outsourcing. I also do strategy intensives with people, um, which is a three-hour session where we design your ad strategy. Um, So we talk through everything from your your funnel, your your sales conversion process, your podcast details, um, who your ideal clients are. Um, We choose some audiences. We, you know, And you go away from that session with an action plan, effectively saying, okay, this is who you're going to set your ads up for. These are the creatives you're going to test. You know, you're going to test a video and you're going to, this is going to be your messaging. And, but that's very much a done with you service. So I do the, I do the strategies piece and then my client goes away and actually runs, sets up the ads themselves. And I'm just in the process of putting together a third package, which is around the tech side of things. Cause what I found often is that let's say someone comes to me and says, I want to spend £400 on ads. If they have £400 to spend on ads, by the time they've then paid my fees as well, that doesn't necessarily work financially. Like it wouldn't be a sensible decision. And I'm not an an advocate of taking taking money and asking people to outsource if I don't feel like it's right for them. But what I did find was that often people are quite happy with running the ads themselves and creating Mm. the graphics and writing the copy because they do that with their organic marketing all the time. But it was the technical piece of getting the pixel set up, getting ads manager set up, that initial setup that you only need to do once and you can lose hours of your life trying to set that all up. 
Yes. That you're never going to need that knowledge again once you've done it once. So that's a, that's a third standalone service I offer, which is the tech setup piece. I love that you offer, you're covering everything for each type <laughs> of business owner. Because I know the podcast inside the tech boggles a lot of people's mind. It's understandable. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's totally understandable. <laughs> totally understandable. So I'm glad that you've got these three, these three packages. So for anyone listening... And actually, before I go on, just for clarity, how does someone know that it's a good time or that they're ready to start with their ads? I love that question. So the kind of things to bear in mind as to whether you are ready to run ads is, do you know where your clients are coming from? Is Mm -hmm. your organic marketing working well? Often people come uh, and get in touch with me and say, my organic isn't really working, so I want to try ads to, uh, I don't mean they're saying it as a quick fix, but it's seen as a quick fix. If I put money into this, it's going to work instantly because often yeah. it's like time or money is what we put into things. Yeah. I would not recommend that. I think it works well when your organic is already on point. So, And I don't mean that you have to be posting multiple times a day organically or that you've got thousands of followers. Actually, from an ads perspective, you only need 100 or a couple of hundred followers, let's say on your Facebook page, that's sufficient for Facebook in terms of an audience. It's much more about, are you confident in your messaging? Are you confident that this is the route that people take to get to know you, like you and trust you? Are you confident that you know how people go from becoming aware of you to becoming paying clients? Because what's really easy to do with ads, if you don't have that nailed already, or you're not confident with that already, is you can waste an awful lot of time and money testing different forms of messaging, different creatives, different copy that actually you could have tested for free with your warm audience already or in terms of your audience building already. So that's that's really the way to know is if somebody was saying to you, do you have a clear idea of where your clients come from and what your customer journey is already and that your messaging Mm. is where you want it to be and your organic is working well, that's a great time to bolt ads on to the front end to really scale and amplify. Okay, I'm glad that we recapped that because I know we touched on it and you know throughout the episode but that's a really clear two three four steps that we as business owners need to be super clear on so I'm glad that we we wrapped up on that point that was a great clarification question oh thank you so much (laughs) so if you are intrigued by this conversation and you meet the points that Emily made about knowing if it's a good time you're ready to start, please reach out to Emily. She offers a free 15-minute strategy call where you'll kind of look at your audience's lead generation, what's working well, all the stuff that Emily just mentioned, and you can see whether or not ads is the right step for you in your business. So feel free to reach out to Emily. All her details will, of course, be in the show notes. And before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to add, Emily? I just wanted to say thank you so much for having me. I was listening to some of your earlier podcasts over the past couple of weeks and just love it. It's so exciting. I feel like, oh, you've got a real energy to you. And I, I think your, oh, your listeners you. and your clients are really lucky to work with you. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's an exciting time. Oh, thank you so, so much. It's definitely been a journey. I've got way more energy now than I did when I first started out. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, oh my God, what will people think? <laughs> But now, yeah, I'm really stepping in. And for anyone listening who's experiencing the same, like you will, as the more you do it, the more comfortable you will be. And of course, if you're newer to guesting as well, if you do more guest opportunities, although I think you've been fantastic, Emily. I've really, really enjoyed 
our conversation and you've just oh, given me, me too. and the listeners yeah so much information and this is why I jumped on the call 30 minutes early because I knew it was going to be epic <laughs> <laughs> well thank you it's been an absolute pleasure so thank you so much for having me it's been great thank you so much and we will speak soon brilliant thanks ever so much take care Thanks for listening to this episode of Too Busy to Podcast. I know how busy you are and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me. If you enjoy this episode and you like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media and subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next week, keep calm and podcast. See you then.